Welcome to Family Chemotherapy, a corner for parents and caretakers fighting and surviving pediatric cancer. I'm your host, Adriana Lewin. Welcome to episode one of Family Chemotherapy. My name is Adriana Lewin. A little bit about me. I am a licensed professional counselor in the state of Texas, and I am also considered a fellow momcologist. For those of you who are unfamiliar with the word momcologist, it is a special name that has been given to us parents who have children that have been diagnosed with pediatric cancer. I have been married for eight years to my best friend, and I'm also very blessed to be the mother to three beautiful children. I have a five-year-old son named Austin, a four-year-old son named Evan, and a two-year-old daughter named Isabella. In November 2019, Evan was diagnosed with orbital embryonal rhabdomyosarcoma, clinical stage two, group stage three, and considered intermediate risk because although his tumor began as orbital rhabdomyosarcoma, it grew intracranially into the perimeningeal area and did have bone erosion. And so began our journey as parents with a newly diagnosed child with pediatric cancer. Today, I'm not going to get too much into Evan's story, but I do want to take some time and explain what family chemotherapy is and what it's about. Family chemotherapy is a passion project of mine, and the name came about because cancer is a diagnosis that affects the entire family. Obviously, it's going to affect most directly our little warriors, but equally as directly, the nuclear family is also affected. That means the mother is affected, the father, and the sister, and the brother, and the caretakers, but also indirectly grandparents, and aunts, and uncles. So this leads to the next question. Who was this podcast for? So this podcast is intended for parents, family, and caretakers of the strongest little warriors that have been diagnosed with pediatric cancer. It is for friends and family who want to understand the challenges for families with children fighting cancer. It's for anyone looking for ways to support families going through the challenge of a childhood cancer diagnosis. But it's especially for those who are still trying to find the right therapist or the time for a therapist. This is not intended to replace therapy. Nothing can replace the benefit of talking directly to a therapist or receiving any form of trauma therapy. This is intended to normalize emotions and thoughts that we're going through as parents. As a mother going through what we're going through, I have felt so many different types of emotions and I have the added benefit that I'm able to put my counselor cap on and use some of the tools that I've been trained to use for similar situations. When Evan was diagnosed with cancer, those first few weeks, I would say probably the first two months at least, I spent researching as much as I could, trying to find answers, make sure we were on the right treatment plan, make sure we were at the right hospital. It was just a lot of time spent dedicated to making sure that Evan was getting the best possible treatment at the best possible hospital 
with the best possible team of doctors. And so I wasn't really able to do a whole lot of counseling for me personally. And so I would get on the internet researching a lot of topics, things like how do I tell my children that their sibling has cancer or just different topics that might benefit me personally in how I cope with a cancer diagnosis with a child. And I wasn't able to really find a whole lot out there. And so at some point I got tired of reading and reading and reading. And when I would try and do some housework or do things around the house, I didn't have time to read and I couldn't read and I didn't want to read anymore. And all I wanted to do was fill my soul with something that I felt could be beneficial to the walk that I found myself in and that I find myself in walking alongside Evan while we try to restore him and get him cancer free. So the intention of this podcast is to help provide tools on how to cope with the complexities that pediatric cancer truly is. Some of the topics I will address in this podcast will be about common themes that we face as a family. Things like, when should you start your child on therapy? How do you talk to your child about his or her diagnosis? And then how do you tell the siblings? And how do you answer some of the really tough questions that they may have? And what is PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder? And how does that apply to us as parents or as siblings in our situation? Then I also want to discuss things such as grieving. And grieving isn't just something that you experience when you lose somebody. When cancer is found in your child, there is so much grieving that happens From the moment of diagnosis, you grieve the sense of normalcy that has been lost and you grieve that loss of peace. And then there are times that you grieve because cancer takes away our little warrior from us. And that grieving isn't just the family who experiences the loss. It's also the community because we as cancer parents feel the loss of another child that's also fighting for his life. Some of the challenges that I find is finding your people. When you're grieving, you need to have people in your corner. And some people have what we like to call toxic positivity. We're going to talk about what that is and how do you find your people. And then at times when you need help, how do you seek help? And then how do you determine what it is that you actually need help with? Another thing that you're going to encounter is the sense of isolation And isolation isn't necessarily the physical isolation, but also the emotional isolation that we cancer parents experience through this whole process and through the journey. And so we'll talk about what that might look like, some warning signs that maybe you need to really reach out for people to help you, and then also learning to forgive some friends and family who have maybe said the wrong things to you, made you feel further isolated, or friends and family who just, as they call it, ghosted you. And so my hope is that this podcast will give you tools for those issues that you will likely encounter during your child's treatment. I will also be making a very special episode directly for family like the extended family and friends who are at a loss for knowing how to help us parents. And so that podcast will give them ideas of things that they can do, ways to help, and things that maybe they should be aware of and things that they should be cautious in saying or doing. Because the reality is that we really do need our village and we need our friends and we need the help of our family 
or extended family to make it through this. I'm really excited and I'm really fortunate that I do have some really close friends that are also therapists and some colleagues that I know are experts in certain areas that could really be of benefit to all of us. So I will be bringing on guest speakers that will help us address some of these topics and hopefully be able to give us some ideas, some tips, and just some tools that we can put in our belt so we can try to make this transition a little bit less crazy and hectic for us. I welcome your ideas and welcome any topics that you may be interested in hearing me address. So with that being said, I also want to share with you that yes, I am also receiving therapy. I am a counselor and I am still going to counseling for myself because this is such a traumatic experience for me personally that I definitely need the help. And any bit of information that I feel that I receive in my own therapy session that could be beneficial to everyone else, I will gladly share that information with you as well. Y'all, we are in this together. I do truly believe that once you become a parent with a kid diagnosed with cancer, the other parents, they just really come together and surround you with love and support. And so that is really what this podcast is for. It's just another way for us to feel supported through this journey and through this walk. When Evan was diagnosed with cancer, I did so much researching to the point that I probably overstressed myself. And when there were moments that I needed to get things done in the house, like get meals ready for the little ones, you know, do the dishes, I really struggled to shut my brain off. And I really wanted to hear things that would help me gain a new perspective or just have some new set of tools that I could put in my belt to help me through this whole entire process. Because I know that Evan's cancer treatment is expected to be, I guess they say 42 weeks of chemo. And that's obviously if there's no hiccups and we've already had one week delay. And so I know that this is going to be the next year of my life. And when I sit down and I think about all the fear, all the worries, all these different complex issues that keep coming up. And I read on our online forums that other moms are also going through some of those same struggles. I just know that there has to be a better way for us to support one another in those type of topics. I know there are other podcasts out there that talk about cancer and some that are also really resourceful for pediatric cancer, but this podcast is more geared towards the mental health aspect for the parents and the family and just different tools that we can use going forward. One day I asked on one of the pediatric cancer parent forums how many people were actually receiving therapy for themselves and when they started and why they chose to start when they did and if they weren't in therapy, why they weren't in therapy. And some of those responses that I read through, my heart was breaking over and over and over again when I kept seeing that people wanted to go to therapy, but they just didn't have the time. They didn't have the emotional capacity to go to therapy because if they fell apart in therapy, then they felt like they wouldn't be able to keep it together for the family. And so there are just so many replies that I felt so strongly about starting this podcast. And so I'm really excited to talk about some of those things. I know the topics may not be the easiest topics, but it's definitely topics that we are already talking about on these forums. And I just wanted to be able to provide an audible version of it and also coming from a therapist background and bringing in my amazing colleagues who have so many years of experience and some of them who are 
registered play therapist with several, several years of experience working with kids with trauma. And so I am so excited to be able to provide this podcast for us parents who are suffering alongside with our kids who have been diagnosed with pediatric cancer. By all means, the last thing that I want you to do is feel like I'm passing judgment for anyone who has not chosen to go to therapy. I completely get the difficulty in being able to make the time for therapy, and not only just the physical time, but also just the emotional time for it. A little bit of self-disclosure here. I am in counseling myself, and I have been going for a couple of weeks. Uh, We are in week 12 in Evan's treatment, and the first six weeks we were actually in Houston. We did Evan's biopsy in Houston, even though I live in Dallas. And so we had his biopsy done in Houston and started treatment in Houston. And then when we moved to Dallas, I started to look for someone to do therapy, but I was struggling with figuring out the timing of it because I knew that radiation therapy was going to start and I had no idea what that was going to look like. And so I had no idea what my availability was going to look like. And also just keeping track of how Evan was doing in chemo. I just didn't feel like I could commit to anything at that point. But I was looking for somebody. And I knew that I was going to eventually start doing therapy. Starting therapy in Houston was not really an option. Because I knew we were not going to be in Houston long term. So it would have been pointless for me to start seeing a counselor or any sort of therapist in Houston. Because you need to be able to build rapport with that person. And you want to be able to have that person with you long term especially through the entire crisis that we're living through. So Houston was just not an option. I had to put my own mental health on hold and I was reaching out to some of my closest friends that I trusted and to some of my counselor friends that I also am very close to and just would talk as little as possible with them about that because I also didn't want to put such a heavy burden on them. So yes, I am in counseling And I honestly kind of get excited to go, even though I know that I'm going to be bawling my eyes out and talking about the most ridiculous thoughts that I have in my head. But I know that I'm doing something to take little pieces of heavy weights off of my shoulder so that I can be a better mom and a better wife and just a better friend too, because I don't want to be the friend who's constantly calling my friends and telling them about all the terrible things that's going on in my life, because they too have other things going on in their lives. And I know that they're going to struggle telling me what they're struggling with because they're going to be like, wow, my problems seem pretty small compared to a parent who has a child with cancer. So they do put aside a lot of their personal issues just to listen. And that's not fair either. And so yes, it's great that we have people that are willing to listen to us. But it's also important to find someone that can really listen to all of this and know some of the tools that they can give us and some of the things that they could say or should not say because I have had friends too who try to help and in turn they actually say something that just leaves me more frustrated feeling very unseen and very misunderstood in this whole process. So I'm always going to advocate for you to find a therapist. The beauty of today is that we can actually get a therapist um, that we don't actually have to walk into their office. 
you can actually find a therapist who would be willing to see you online through Skype. And so if you're a single parent and you just don't have the extra resources to find someone to help you, or you feel maxed out on all the favors that you've asked from family or friends to watch your kids, then online counseling would be a really great option for you. If you do decide to look for counseling before we get to any other episodes, I would say make sure that you look for someone who has training or experience in critical illnesses and especially those who have experience with trauma and what we call EMDR. So those people who are trained in trauma will be the best fit Keep in mind, there's not going to be a whole lot of counselors who have experienced having a child with cancer. So I know I've heard people say, I don't want to go to a therapist that doesn't understand what I'm going through, but I'm going to a therapist who doesn't have a child that was ever diagnosed with cancer. And I'm okay with that. Like I really need someone that can just hear me out and hear the crazy things that I think um, as a mom with anxiety over my child. And so being able to talk out with someone is so helpful to me and I know that my therapist is trauma trained and so she understands the complexity of trauma and understands that what I'm experiencing is truly a trauma and if I'm being really really honest pediatric cancer sucks I hate that my baby has to go through this I know you guys hate that your babies have to go through this and I hate seeing other babies go through this. It's like we've become part of this group where we are truly there for one another. And so even though we have to go through pediatric cancer, I am so, so blessed by the community of people that I have met. And this podcast is my way of turning around and giving back. I hope some of the topics that I'm going to be talking about will be of some benefit to you. And I really hope that you'll tune in to the next episode where I'm going to be talking about coping with a pediatric cancer diagnosis and the grief cycle. Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. You can find me on Facebook, on Twitter, and on Instagram. I will put the links in my bio. And if you want, feel free to send me a message if you have any questions or if you have any ideas of topics that you want to see discussed. Thank you again for tuning in to Family Chemotherapy.